Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, hello, hello. This is negative 20. And uh, we're just going live and seeing what's going on. How is everybody? Waiting for some callers. So we'll see. It's not looking good. Not looking good. Oh, I got a caller right there. Yes, I do. Yes, somebody must love the show tonight. Hello, caller 541. How are you? Caller 541. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. So what would you like to talk about? Because we could talk about anything. No, I'm going to have to think about it for a second. Okay. How about One. you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Not bad. Not much going on. Okay. So tomorrow, I may have to run. Okay. I'm going to have to run because i got to do my hair tomorrow. So they open at noon, so I wouldn't be here about 11. Okay. The wife has to run out tomorrow. So, how are you? How is the weather where you're at? Nice. It turned that out is good. Nice. How are you feeling today? I'm doing good. Doing good, doing good, doing good. That's awesome. Well, Jeff, I, I know it's you, so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were doing earlier? It looks pretty good. I'm uh, making chicken noodle soup. No, I'm not talking about your food. I'm talking about the other. Uh, yeah, it looks really good, too. Yeah, it came out pretty nice. 
I want my reason. You want a reason, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, it was, it was looking really good. I mean, uh, too bad the people can't see it, but it was looking really, really good. Um, yeah, it's another place, man. I was looking at the pictures again here just now, and you do a good job. You really do. Yeah, it sounds, say, sounds a lot better with the full set of threat job, everything. Now, let's say... Okay, you see, you said it was dried out and you oiled it up really good and all or whatever it was you did with it. Does that make a difference in the sound? When it's, like, dried out and stuff? I don't know if it makes a difference in, in the sound, but it makes a difference of the feel when you're playing. And if you're going to have a quality instrument, if you're, you're going to have, like, quality instrument and stuff, you got to make sure to keep it properly hydrated, humidified, and at the right temperature, or you're going to have nothing but problems. Yeah, I uh, I definitely, uh, I think you're doing a good job. And that's and, uh, not for, like, some of the new shit that you buy that's made out of high-pressure laminate or laminated back and sides. That shit can take a lot more like weather change like the biggest cause is like drastic changes like let's say you go from Arizona in the winter and then go to North Dakota you're going to have an issue yeah because it's from hot to cold and then it's from dry to the to humid now you and that's um, what you have to worry about when you get it like a quality instrument like something that's like the tailor it's a solid sitka spruce top solid sapoe back inside there's not so a high-pressure-laminated piece of wood on it, so it's if it gets hot and then cold, it cracks the varnish you, and swells up and then warps would, the neck. Would you recommend anybody doing these repairs themselves, or would they shop? You have the right tools. You can basically, anybody yeah. can change strings or anything, but you're going to kind of need to know what you're doing to do a fret job and mess with the truss rod and all that. 801, you're on. Um, also, Hello there. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing, Andy? Pretty good. Pretty good. How is it where you're at? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Can't complain. All right. That's good. We're just talking to Jeff about his guitar repair jobs that he does. I mean, like, I can now, that's, this is a Justin uh, Ward. No, no yes. Yep. I wasn't going to touch me. My wife. I mean, like, in the sounds like way different. Like. Uh, Justin? Oh, the bagpipes. Oh, that's right. You told me you play the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. There's a, ba- there's a bagpipe player here in town that used to play and collect tips. He was really good. I used to go down and play with him, me and a couple friends, and then city ordinance made him they made him leave town because there's no handhandling allowed in the city here. Oh. Huh. 
is, is are the bagpipes hard to play? Because I know my father-in-law, he loved the bagpipes, even though he. Well, you're full of hot air, so I think you could play him. <laughs> oh, I'm full of hot air. So Jeff says he thinks I'm full of hot air, so I should be able to play him. No, my my father-in-law, you know, he uh, he uh, he was Italian, so he wasn't like Scottish or nothing like that, but he really liked the bagpipes. Yeah, well, they're they're fun to play, and they're. I think they're somewhat difficult to learn how to play because you're having to keep in mind and you know having to keep the bladder full of air and you know squeezing and blowing all at the same time while you're while you're playing and and stuff like that. So it it's it's a it's a challenge to learn, but once you learn it and stuff, it's it's a it's a blast. Oh, I suppose it is. It's it it, it, it they've always intrigued me. Um... Too much work, but me. yeah, we got to fill that bat bladder up with air, right? And then you push on right, it, and then you keep yeah. filling it at all times. Yeah, see, I yeah. uh, I used to play the, the trumpet and the, the saxophone, but uh, okay. I, I was never the best at the sax. I was pretty good at the trumpet back in the day, um, but my son okay. is really good at the guitar and the drums. And uh, Emma, she took piano. She was getting good at it, but the piano teacher left but now she got a guitar and she wants to learn how to play that and she's been uh she just got it restrung and all that and she's all excited so she's gonna oh, have a blast with cool. it yeah music is very important i have to agree music is very very important for the development of people uh, kids and everything um I, I do believe that if it's not uh preserved in some way like people keep learning it it could be something that's lost because with today's computers and everything you could do all the sounds and everything without even learning how to play the instrument yeah i you know and, it, and I, there's when they, when when there's a saying that learning and playing a musical instrument is vital for brain development and brain function and i absolutely believe that to be 100% true because you know, when you're learning how to play and, and you're actually playing, or while you're actually playing, it really helps, you know, that you to develop that brain function and stuff like that. And so I agree with you. It's really important and vital for, like, schools to keep offering um, musical classes and stuff like that and all that wonderful stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with that, Jeff? Yeah, 100%. Yep, I do too. And it's a shame to see these schools losing their music programs and stuff like that. And I feel, especially the inner cities, uh, when you get out and like where where I'm at now, it's like mandatory. They have to take it for so long. But when we lived in, when I grew up in Philadelphia, you didn't have to. It was like it's still extra. If you if you want to do it, do it. If not, don't worry about it. But uh, here, yeah, they. I mean, when I was in high school, I took music class. Yeah, but you didn't have to play an instrument. Yeah, see, and then here you have to do an instrument for at least what one year or two years or something. Uh uh-uh. What? Fourth through. Fourth. I think it's fourth or just fifth. I think it's fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graded mandatory. Yeah, mandatory. Take an instrument. Mandatory for those years, but like in Philadelphia, you don't have to. And then. Or if it's fifth through eighth, it's mandatory they take an instrument. Yeah. So I don't know uh, how it is where you guys are at, but here it's mandatory. Yeah. Well, you know, I tell you what, you know, I think if kids, 
did that, I think there'd be a, maybe this is a little far fetched, but uh, you know, you give you know you give kids that kind of opportunity to do something positive and constructive like that. You know, I think you'd find out that they'd be less likely maybe to join the gangs or be doing stuff that's illegal, which would be great if that's for the case, you know, learning the music instead, you know? Yeah. Uh, we got another caller, 906. You're on. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. I know. What are you uh, all doing this evening? We're just talking music instruments and stuff like that um i know that it, when i when we were in oklahoma my son was in band and the music teacher was completely would you say he was crazy that guy was completely crazy and uh he he was just <laughs> nuts crazy i'm serious he, he he would come in and uh just go crazy my my son now i know none of you know my son but he's got a way of pushing buttons and then uh, really getting under the skin of people. And he knew how to do it to this teacher because this teacher was crazy, man. Just screaming, throwing stuff. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, uh. It was fun, though. It, it, it's fun. I don't have too much to add to the music stuff other than I wish I knew how to play some thing. <laughs> I, thought awesome. you you, I thought you said yeah. you knew how to play guitar, Jeff. I mean, uh, No, 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 no. I've tried for years to play the guitar. I mean, I've I thought you bought many guitars. Yeah. Dude, don't, not, you know what? I picked it. I can't even say I played it. <laughs> so, I, I guess I should be more... I, I, would, I could pick it out. I couldn't play it out. Like, I heard you playing it that one time, and mine didn't sound like that. <laughs> so you just played the bass one, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. And I spent so much money, and I, you know, and I really am a person that when I set my mind to something, like, I really videos, do you give it my that. best. It's one finger. You could play that song. <laughs> That's it. I need I the one note you song. play that song. I need the one note song from Tenacious D. <laughs> think of you gotta learn the easy one first. You gotta learn you gotta learn sixteen tons by Tennessee Ernie Ford and then just play in the key of A instead of playing like in B, like you would with straight cat. It sounds exactly the same in the one chord line. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, uh, I truly believe that if you don't get an early start on stuff like that that you have to either be born with it or you have to get an early start because if you weren't and you don't, <laughs> it just seems to be the best. I don't know. My son Liam just started playing a few weeks ago, and he's gotten significantly better over just a couple of weeks' time. And uh, you, know, you know what it is? Maybe they just didn't have enough YouTube around when I was trying to learn how to play. Yeah, I, I think that uh, – I think – I think anybody can learn at any age. It just takes a little longer for you to pick it up and learn it. Because when you're older, you're already set in your ways, you know, and then you got to rethink stuff. But like Jeff will tell you, he thinks it's very important to, to, what is it that you think you should learn first, Jeff, when you're taking up music? Well, no, you should, you should start, I say start out by having fun. Just 
finding the song you want to learn to play and dinking around, but eventually... I don't like it. I can always serious, do it. You need to learn theory. Like, you need to learn... Theory. Why is an A and A chord? You need to learn all the notes. What, what the I actually board, had so. a hard time with, what I remember, what I had a hard time with a lot, and this is probably going to sound stupid, but um, my wrist position, I had a really hard time holding my wrist that way. Because it's not like you see, and you know, you can play air guitar all day long, but it's not like that when you're playing. You, you, you got to really be able to move that hand around. And I'm not trying to blame broken bones, but I have busted myself up pretty good <laughs> over the years. And and I think that had a lot to do with like I couldn't get my wrist around it seemed, or maybe I just wasn't doing it right. I don't know. My buddy Jason, like you, he can play pretty much anything, you know, and it, it's it's insane how he does it. And I've tried to have him kind of show me, but he's either like a really bad teacher or I just can't learn. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a teacher has a lot to do with it also. Um, yeah, but I think I can't learn. <laughs> That's you could learn. the latter, unfortunately. <laughs> I have faith you can learn. I, I was going to say, I think anybody can learn. Uh, it's just uh, um, no. Listen. Hold on one second. It, it's it's just the way uh, uh, older people, you know, have less patience than younger people do. And, I don't uh, think age matters because I I know the sixty year old guy that has only been playing like two years in town here, and he plays crazy train now. Well, you know, and kind of that's like the owner of the restaurant that I, that I'm at. He. He's kind of just teaching himself how to play. He's a much older gentleman. He's just kind of teaching himself how to play, and I guess he's doing all right or whatever. I mean, better than me. <laughs> but I don't know if it's the age or whatever. I just know that for whatever reason, when I sit down to it, I can't, I can't put it to work, and it really stinks. I mean, I played violin when I was younger, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't going on stage and selling out places and all like that. I was just in school, but um, and I didn't do too bad with that. But, uh, and a little bit of piano too, actually here and there, but I still nothing, nothing to like sit down and like entertain the family over. So, but I, I wish I had talent. I think that's, it's a really important thing that they need to keep in the schools. And I think if I didn't get the school, my school like pushed me into the violin deal. I'm like, I'm just some poor city kid. You know, I got no money for a violin, but they set it all up. Like I, I thought that was really cool looking back on it, how, how much they did to get kids, you know, interested in, in some music and stuff. So that was kind of pretty cool. I think they need more of that. Yeah. It's uh, I know. I don't know. I don't think I can learn from YouTube real well. For all the people that say their hands are too small, fucking lazy people. Uh, you know, Jeff, you showed me that video, and I have to agree with you. That's the biggest, stupidest shit that I've ever heard in my life. My hands are too small. I've seen a little tiny kid jamming out, so it can't be a hand too small thing. <laughs> well, well, Jeff showed That's me a video of this kid, this guy, and he couldn't hold his thumb on the neck of the guitar and put his fingers around the front. That's how small his fingers were, and he was he he played it just fine. He just had well, to look at people who play with their feet. They don't even have arms. I mean, I've seen that. I guess everybody could that guy. That guy's good. That yeah, guy yeah, is good. Yeah, I I, uh, I I seen uh, that guy play with no hands. All those people who say they can't do something, 
that's the one thing that I hate because I've accomplished. I said it like nine times, thought, Jeff. What are you saying? I'm, huh? <laughs> I said I it like nine that. times. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Here? No, I'm just saying. I know. I know you can. I know you could do it. Like I'm saying. No, I, I think. I think. I, I think I could now. I, I think I actually would have a better chance now than I did when I was trying before. Because when I was trying before, I was really run the ages of still thinking I knew everything. And I think that clouded up my head a lot. And now I think yeah. if I actually had the time, I could sit down and I'd probably get a little further than I did before. Just come up with your own thing, like name the fretboard, name each note like a morph a ball python and figure out what you're going to breed together and then you'll be able to play. You know, Jeff, that's a good analogy to that. It is. It's easy. That really is. I never thought of that before, but that's a good analogy to do it that way. Yeah, but you could never, I could never teach anybody else how to play unless they knew snakes. <laughs> but, like, but you oh, know, uh, I was on a like, podcast and this guy told me this unorthodox way of learning and it worked really well, but it's only going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, like you were just saying though, you were that some people like you, when you were first trying it, you thought you knew everything because you were younger. Right. I said, some, some of us are still like that though. Yeah. There are people I still run into the out there that are my age or older and still think they're the same way. It's crazy. But yeah, I, I, well, I, I think everybody's confident in themselves in one area or another, and they may appear yeah. that they they feel that way. But you know, and and it's and it's really harmless at the end of the day. But um, when it comes to when it comes to music, I just I just don't know. I, I might even be toned that. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do do you guys like uh, like classical music, Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, things like that? Never been a big fan, to be honest. I guess. Although I could listen, I, I uh, could definitely the, listen like, to that um, all day long. The fan of the opera stuff, though, I, you, know, you can kind of get into it while you're watching because it really goes with everything. Yeah, I don't listen. So I guess I listen theatrically, to like, I like it. I could listen to that all day, and then I like it when you can get a guitar player who can play it. It's really cool. Let's get out of the suitcase. Are, are you still away on vacation there, Euchre? No, just got home uh, last night, but Lucy's trying to get in the suitcase that I unpacked earlier. Oh, did you uh, did you go check your animals? Oh yeah. I had a nice pre lay shed in there, but I knew oh, it anyway because cool. I had I, one of the guys I work with was going up and reporting everything to me. Oh, feeding him water. Hey, Justin Ward, stuff. I seen something today that made me think about you. Oh yeah, what's that? I was I was going through this. Okay, so there's this guitar shop that's in an antique mall, and I was walking through the antique mall to get to the guitar shop, and they had this whole table of like models and shit. The Gundam models. Or just models in general. Well, no, they just because he does those models of the. I don't. I'm not sure what they are because I'm. I don't watch any of that stuff or I don't. But I seen like a Honda Trail 90 model that looked pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool models. Yeah. You know what I was I was I've been watching the last few days, one year and one the Matchbox cars and Hot Wheel remake makeovers. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll get the oh, yeah, I know, I know yeah. exactly who you've been watching. Uh, yeah, they, they take those that. To post and... Yeah, and does it all. I mean, that's <laughs> there's like four or five people that do that on YouTube, and it's I'm like, I like you know, that I got one little... guy. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I I, I wish uh, I could think of it offhand. I'm subscribed to him. I have to I have to look at it. But he's the one main guy that kind of goes through 
they're the, all pretty the match, similar, yeah, Matt, the matchbox restoration guy, yeah, he's pretty cool too. He uses that jet, <laughs> that jet stripper stuff for the paint. Yeah, that yeah, Marty matchbox makeover. But I, I, what I do is I turn around, you know, I watch them, and I have been sitting there going through all my tools, like I got that. I got that. I got that. And then, you know, the yep. little sprayers that they use to spray them with, to paint them? I'm like, I got one of those. I got an airbrush. It's so funny you're talking about this because I just started watching those like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. They're, and I'm like, oh, they're amazing. Cool. Uh, I, I used to I do model that. cars back in the day, and I would, you because all the track, all the people at the drag track, and I would do a model of their car, or they'd have me do a model of their car, and then I would do it their same paint job and all that stuff, and they came out awesome. Yeah. Like to get into that again. Are you guys thinking about that uh, uh, Marty Marty's Matchbox makeover? Yes. Video? Yes, and there's another guy too who does it. That's really really. Yeah, let good. me find let me find that guy that I've been watching. I, I, right uh, here. Uh, I used to do. He makes the Mad Max I, videos. It's Bare Metal HW is the one I used that's to watch. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. the guy. I watch him too. But I used to do this army. I bought this orc army, and did them. Oh, you mean from yeah, World of Warcraft? Yes, it was pretty cool. Um, it was the. God, I don't even want to get into but you that. know, I, <laughs> no, you, you know, it was you build the army and then you go actually play the game. But I never played it. I just used to build the army. I, <laughs> I thought that was fun. But uh, yeah, like, definitely, uh, uh, model building is awesome. Really. Yep. Is. And then Justin, he's been doing the uh, the Gundam guys. I, if I, I was thinking yeah. like. I, I like the if I was gonna do model models again, I don't know what I would do. Maybe warships or something like battleships. Okay. Or something. Yeah. I like the ship. Yeah. They're, they're they're so big and they're hard to place. That's that's why I always stuck with the cars and I did the planes for a while, but you ran out of ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on a I'm working on a new one now that uh, it's gonna be about twice the size of the ones I've already put together. So it's about a quarter way done with it already, but it's gonna take no. a bit. Now the ones you do, uh, Justin, do you do they? When you put them together, do they have moving parts or no? Or is it just? Yeah, like, yeah. There's um, you can yeah. fold them in different uh, things. I got one that uh, I have. He's a uh, kind of like in a kneeling position with his shield in front of him, and he's got his gun position like he's, you know, taking a shot at somebody. But yeah, they're quite posable. And now, they also um, have. Uh, go ahead. What's that? I said, go ahead. Uh, I was oh, just going to say that um, they also have stands that you can, um, like, put put them on where they're, like, you can pull them while they're flying or what have you. And some are even transformable into, like, fighter planes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, that Marty guy, that Marty uh, Matchbox makeover guy, if he's mm-hmm. missing a piece, he's got a 3D printer and he prints them up. And he uses yeah, them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that motor. He does the motors and stuff if he can't find yeah. them or replace them. He, he's got makes some the mold and everything. Oh, did you see now, him make the wheel, the little rubber wheel? <laughs> he used the yeah. wheel and he made the mold. I was like, that is ingenious. Yeah, he did a good job there, too. Now, Jeff, talking about 3D printers, now with guitars and home. stuff. If you had a situation where you couldn't find something, do you think you could 3D print it and use it? If it was wood. Well, you can't 3D print wood. Yeah, so have you ever played a plastic guitar? 
No. There's a reason I'm, for I'm talking pieces, though, like certain pieces that you might not be able to find. Well, everything on a guitar, the bridge is made out of wood, the nuts made out of bone, the neck's made out of wood, the backside's made out of wood, the top's made out of wood. I don't think there's any plastic on a guitar unless it's like 150 bucks or something. Oh, yeah, I suppose. And then you could just buy a Gibson or a Fender or a Martin or a Taylor for the price of a 3D printer and then never have an issue. That's true. But with a 3D printer, you can make checkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 3D printers they ain't that much anymore either. They're about 150 bucks. I was looking at them. Now, that reminds me talking about guitar again. I'm digging out. I'm gonna make a video of it. I have a Alvarez Yari made in like I think it was 1992, one of 500. Ooh. And I have number one signed by. Well, let me Yari. tell you what mine is here. Snacking it up here. Hey, where's the, where's the get fit all that? I'm a big fan of Sorry about that, guys. But I got a family. <laughs> a family? Yeah. And kids, you know. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if you guys would ever be interested in seeing a, a fairly funny video on YouTube, but um, Ron Stewart had done a, a, a song a while back. It's called, I believe it's called, like, Do You Think I'm Sexy or something to that effect. And I had come across that. I was looking. I don't know why I had come across that song or whatever, but there's a video of Tiny Tim on David Letterman singing that very same song. And it is the funniest uh, video I've ever seen. Oh, usually you sing when you find him on like David Letterman, not David Letterman, but uh, he was on the Tonight Show and it was tiptoe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's so funny because this is a, a song that you wouldn't think he would sing and it's just so totally unlike him. And that's why I think it's so dang funny. Are you okay, huh? No. I went to pull it off the stick and suck the juice at the same time. Well, started choking on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I, I've been finding a lot of funny videos on YouTube lately. There's there's some crazy stuff that people do, and it's just funny watching people do it. Yeah. Very, very funny. So let me tell you all something. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Don't waste your money on vacations unless it's to go see loved ones or you're going on a damn cruise. Because I spent so much stupid money out in Wisconsin Dells, we could have easily went on our cruise instead. And we didn't because we were like, oh, we can't afford it. Let's do this little thing. This little thing turned into a giant expensive nightmare. Don't ever go to Wisconsin Dells. It's a waste of money. That's why they call it a tourist trap. Oh, my God. It's, it, the upcharge inside the resort that we were in was a minimum of $8. So anything that you would normally buy 
add $8 onto it. Little tiny single hamburger, no lettuce, tomato, or nothing, just cheeseburger, $12. I was wow. like, wow, that's crazy. Go outside, go outside the place in the town. Go to McDonald's. I don't know what the number one Big Mac meal costs anywhere, really, because I don't eat that stuff too much. But I didn't know it cost 14 something dollars. <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Like, McDonald's you can, and, and McDonald's, you can get two cheeseburgers, a drink, and fries for like five bucks. Yeah, well, not at this McDonald's. We did. <laughs> now, we did go to this place. We did go to this place called the Pizza Ranch, and that was super reasonable. It was gross food. The kids loved it, but they loved that stuff. I I didn't really care for it too much, um, yeah, but it was the affordable. Pizza, the pizza ranch is usually affordable, but like I say, even places like that, when you're at a big place like the Wisconsin Dells, uh, you're paying more than what you normally would pay. Uh, if anybody oh, wants to call in, it's, it's if anybody wants to call in, it's six one nine. Nine two four zero seven nine five. Then press one, and you'll get right through. Yeah. And if you're from the Wisconsin Dells, don't go yelling at me. You know you guys are too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I like, if I go to places like that or whatever, I I bring my my own food in, and I've had we did too at the gate. We did we did. And too, they they will holler at me and they'll scream and say, "Well, you can't bring your own food." And I says, "Well, actually, I can. I'm diabetic, so I have." Um, I have to eat certain yeah. kinds of food, so they have to let me in with it. We 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 had like a, a small condo type thing, so it had its own kitchen. So we did bring some meals oh. with us, and my son won okay. like a couple of tenderloins from the restaurant and, and a bunch oh, of nice. lobster tails. So we brought a bunch of that, nice. you know. But but if it wasn't for that, we would have. It was still really expensive because when you go like I when bet. you go on those things, you want to enjoy yourself, you know. And yeah. you know, and there's seven of us, so I'm you know, it, it was maddening. And then the indoor water park, oh, my God, it was so packed. Was like, oh, this is well, so that, bad. That, that, that stuff usually is. Like, uh, yeah, it, Jeff, it, just, it was real bad. Jeff, you live in a high, uh, like, vacation area where people come to visit all the time. Uh, do you find it just regularly expensive where you're at, or do you well, think I'm it's... Well, I'm from Florida, man, and I've been around Disney and Busch Gardens and Epcot and SeaWorld and all those things. Well, and they, I'm telling you, they had upcharge as well, but... But Shift nothing here. like what I've seen in the Dell. Like you per said, Big Mac and McDonald's, like 14 bucks. Dead serious. That's no bullshit. It's crazy. And you know what? The, the, the difference is here is the jobs here. Like, you make big money. The work yeah, here, so say, everything they is different. expensive. They, they pay a lot higher at McDonald's, you know, for their interior employees as well. Well, yeah, well just like, like when you go out, let's say, let's randomly say this is a big fishing area. You make big ass money fishing, and then they raise the rent like a one bedroom right. like twenty two twenty two hundred dollars for one bedroom. Jeez! So and you either own your house or you get screwed. You know they had that big oil boom here, right? And they were renting houses out. This is no joke. Houses here for ten thousand dollars a month. You had to pay to rent a house, and but. McDonald's was paying people, I think it was like twenty something dollars an hour. Uh, Walmart was paying people twenty two dollars an hour to work because they couldn't get nobody to work there because they were all running out to the oil fields and getting these big, high, high paying jobs. And that's mm-hmm. just as bad, I guess, as it would be in, in like a vacation area. 
Well, I live here in Salt Lake City, and I'm like four blocks right. I'm four blocks from downtown, and like a just a small studio apartment goes from anywhere from eight hundred to a thousand bucks a month just for a small studio apartment. Oh yeah, that's crazy. And then yeah, and then Park City is just an hour's drive from here, and that's you know they had the Olympics there back in was it two thousand two. Yep. So and 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 now they're gonna. It sounds like we're gonna get this, the Olympics again. And I think in 2030, we're gonna get the Olympics again. Oh, the Olympics are coming there again. Yep. Uh, 2030. Wow. Yeah. Seems like such a far, far time. Long. Time. <laughs> Seems like it's a real far away, doesn't it? Yeah. But the it way does. time flies, it's not that far away. Yeah. And, you know, and considering that, you know, the, the Olympics only come once every four years, you know, it's only, what, 11 years from now, so that's, what, two Olympics away, or essentially three three Olympics away, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we don't, like where we live, we don't even have a major sports team because we're so, like, uh, so uh, sparsely populated. Right. Yeah. Right. We're, 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 we, have, we have a lot of similarities, Andrew. Or yeah, or you're right. Because like our population, the whole UP is under 320,000 people total. What's that? What's that, Jeff? Everybody's. We have one sports team, and everybody's high as fuck here. Oh. Town that's three miles long, right? There's seven bars and four pot shops within three miles. <laughs> oh. How's your roads? <laughs> They're pretty Soon good. Be in- I maintain them. Soon to be the UP. Uh, you know, uh, oh, speaking of sports teams, uh, we, Salt Lake has you know the one sports team, the basketball team, the Jazz. But um, they tried to get a, a professional football team in here, but that's from the way it sounds, it's not going to happen because the biggest compl- the biggest people or group of people that complain about it or protest that. Is is the LDS Church, which is has its seat near the world capital or world headquarters here in Salt Lake City, right. and they said that, and they said that, and this is what this is an actual quote from the president of the LDS Church is that they would actually take away people from their Sunday service to go see the football games and commit sin, so that's why they they always protest any type of football, you know, thing, you know, trying to bring a football team here. Yeah, well, it, here we don't even have we only have like 700,000 people in the entire state. So, you know, it's uh And where you are, very, there's there's not even close to that in your area. No, yeah. my my we live in the largest county in the entire state and it doesn't even have 10,000 people in it. Right, least yeah. populated. Yeah, I think Salt Lake and, City here just alone has like 250,000 people. According to the last census, yeah, so we have under three hundred twenty thousand people total in the UP, which I found that was just—I was like, wow, <laughs> I found that kind of shocking when I first yeah. because it. it's a large area, it's a really large area. But, yeah, and for as far as like, sports team, everybody here is Green Bay Packer fans because we're like an hour and a half north of, of Lambeau Field, so everybody here has season tickets and. They bought them. Their parents bought them years ago so that they can have them now, like type stuff. <laughs> it's weird. You get so, like a, you live in a, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
you know, like in, in Philadelphia, you know, you get a couple million people, and it's just like big change <laughs> to hear. I was going to ask, Jeff. You said you live in the UP, right? Nah, Jupiter does. Oh, I'm sorry, Jupiter. Um, yeah. I could live um, in the UP, so, man. Okay, I was going to ask you. So, um, like now, if you need to get down into the rest of the part of the bigger part of Michigan, you end up having to drive through Wisconsin there. Don't oh you? yeah. No, I can. I drive. Yeah. I can drive all the way up. I I live right on the Lake Michigan Lake, and I can follow. Okay. M35 that I live on up to two and follow two all the way across to the Mackinac Bridge and then the Mackinac Bridge through the top up by Sault Ste. Marie and then cross over into the oh, lower okay. peninsula. But it takes me, like, if I was going to go to, like, BHB, it would take me about six and a half, seven hours to drive there from here. Oh, wow. And I do all my grocery don't shopping have... in Wisconsin because I'm closer to Wisconsin okay. than I am. Right. Okay, guys. They, they, don't have, they don't have no, like, ferry system during the times when the water's open, do they? I'm sorry? They don't have any type of ferry transport or uh, anything like that. They do have a the ferry water. transport that goes from Lunnington, Michigan, over to Manitowoc, Wisconsin, which is just south of Green okay. Bay. But it's like $150. I was like, because <laughs> oh, I was wow. thinking about, yeah, because I wanted to do a hike and stuff, and that was part of the trail that I wanted to do the hike on, right. to take that we ferry. Got another, like, oh, that's expensive. We got another caller, so be prepared for anything, because you never know what people are going to say. Like, remember the, that one show we did and opened it up and there <laughs> That was awesome, though. Some guy, that, strange yeah. guy come in there. It was awesome. Well, he wasn't strange. We were strange. Four oh, seven eight, you're on the line. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's James. Oh, James. Definitely. Hey, James. Strange. No, How are you doing, James? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. How about y'all? We're doing good. We were talking. Doing good. Uh, doing good. We started off with music, and now we're we're just talking about where the people live and stuff like that. But uh, Jeff was talking. He's been working on some guitars and stuff. Oh, guys, we got another caller. So hold on. Yeah, it's been a great Uh-oh, variety Jeff. show tonight. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jeff playing go. with his instrument, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here. How's it going? Here we go. You know, you you sound like that dude on Howard Stern through the radio. I can't think Which of his one? name. I'm trying Baba to think Bowie? of three, three, four. You're on the line. Baba Bowie. Hello. 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 Hi. 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 How you doing? I'm doing great. This is Edward Tindall from Edward Tindall YouTube. Oh, hey, Edward. How you doing? Oh, we, we've hey. got a celebrity, everybody. Celebrity in the room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, everybody tossing your, your $10 now. <laughs> My mic muted. Mr. Tindall, I'm just the guy I'm glad you called in. Why don't yes, you tell I'm us a little bit of your... Your your experiences and stuff that you've had with like uh, the rake that you were talking about yesterday, and things like that. The FBI is not in here with us, are they? No, not that I know of. No, but give me a second to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the rake. The first time I ever seen one. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I walked outside. And just looking around, and when I turned around, there it was standing looking at me about 10 foot away from me with his hands down to his side, fingers facing towards me with long claws and a big, stretchy, toothless mouth. And it made a screaming screech. 
startled me, and I uh, just stood my ground and screamed back at it. And I looked over towards the door to see if Sarah was looking at it. And when I looked back, it was gone. Never heard from it or seen it again. We heard it in the uh, And it looked through my window one time at Sarah. That's the that's what made me start going outside looking because it looked at her through the window. That's crazy. See, I have dedicated myself to to this promise that if I ever seen a Bigfoot, a skunk ape, any such thing, that I have no choice other than to run dead at it and try and grab as handful of skin as possible. And whatever happens, happens, but I'll have some of that right there in my hand. You oh, know? you're after Bigfoot. Who, who is this? I'm oh, going whatever. That's youper. That's going youper. Okay, well, I did. I've actually had some experiences, if you want to hear some experiences, and it's too many experiences for one person, a lot of people would think. But um, since we're talking about it, I guess I guess here. One experience was at a place called Lover's Key, Florida. I don't know if you'll know where that is or not, but it's a small beach. And I found the first discovered lionfish in the wild there. And the same day, I see that lionfish, and my mother and dad didn't believe me. But that they were wild down there because they're not from there. And uh, this was in the 80s. I, I swam out a little bit, and uh, there was a riptide, and I got caught in this riptide and seen a man fish. That's what I told my parents when I went back. He was holding a bone in his hand with some carvings on it. Looked like a monkey, kind of, with, without hair, webbed fingers, uh, tall, or a... Uh, yeah, tall uh, body and kind of like a manatee or sea cow tail. And when I seen it, it seen me, and it was really scared and startled and went away, and I went away too because I was scared too. And I described it, and I didn't know what a mermaid was at that time, but they were telling me there's no such thing as mermaids. But there it is. I seen that. And uh, I just recently tried to get evidence, like you were saying you wanted a uh, – handful of hair or something it's a friend well, of mine I just, I just reserved myself to that decision considering where i live if there's one around there's a good chance it would be here and i and i, I just i just told myself i'm not necessarily a believer but i'm not a disbeliever as well so if i see one i have reserved myself to this theory i ain't gonna kill it and shoot it which i couldn't you know maybe i would but i'm grabbing a handful of hair i want to find out what this is it's great the that you that because where jeff lives you're not allowed to shoot one spot. if you come across them. If you come across the I don't think foot, you're allowed to hear either. If you get caught, if, <clears> if, <throat> if you do come across one and you see one and you shoot it, you go to jail. So, Jeff, what would your opinion uh, be if you came across one? Yeah. I come across them all the time, all the chicks I meet on Tinder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing with the... The, the thing of the shooting Bigfoot here in Michigan is I can shoot it if it's getting into my garbage. <laughs> it's the only, reason, the only time I'm allowed to shoot uh, something that's not in season. No, see, I have the tracks come to my yard. So hey, if I I've, shoot I've one, I have qu- to bring my garbage with me. <laughs> I've, I've got a question. Why, why is it that uh, a lot of people can see and 
see all that stuff. I mean, see hundreds of whatever odd monsters, but other folks never see one their whole life. I, mean, I think it's because they're I not looking. I can answer that, Edward Tindall. Okay. Yeah, Edward, this is James. Okay, I was raised different than other people. My father took me out of school in fourth grade, and we moved around in the most rural country all over. Every two years, we would move and move and move until I was of age. I didn't have to go to school. And living in all these places with nobody around, we explored lands that people do not explore and I was I was very curious. I'd go around looking at all stuff. And what I was talking about earlier about the Bigfoot, I've also seen that. And I can tell you an exact location. And I just went about three months ago to Tennessee to a friend to get the evidence because he had a picture, a Polaroid picture, which can't be faked. And he had hair and blood from him chasing it out of his garden with an arm full of corn. That was what the picture was of. But the man's senile now, and he lost his little black box that had this picture and the hair and the evidence, and he didn't want to turn it in because he knew the government would come and kill them. Well, see, that that right there is what kills these things for me. Every show you ever see on TV about Bigfoot, you see Les Stroud going out there, and you're like, we're going to see every single one. And they turn – the whole time after every commercial, you're like, well, here it comes. Here comes the proof. And blame yeah. nothing. It takes that person that lives show, out though. in that woods that doesn't talk to people in town all that often. They're the people that see it because they're the people that are out there. You know, well, I mean? can, it's like what I you're can. saying. You got to be out there to see it, and if you're not out there, you're not going to see it. When well, I let, me ask, let me ask a little. When, when I was let, let me ask this card. question here, Uncle. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, when I was putting my trash out and I came across those tracks, that was a total shocker. I was dead serious. See, earlier that night, we went to put the dog out, and he wouldn't go out. You couldn't get him to go out. He would not walk out the door. Then I went to put the trash out, and I seen them tracks. And he's not a little dog. I got a question here. Um, Okay. You know, most most of I think most of us at one time or another have been out in the woods for whatever reason, hunting, trapping, or whatever. Um, and I certainly have done my share of all that. And I've come across, you know, dead animals. You know, you see the, you know, the dead carcass of a deer or whatever, or maybe a skeletal remains or something. But yet, you know, nobody, I guess I've never seen anybody or heard of anybody ever coming across a dead Bigfoot or the skeletal remains of a Bigfoot. Um, well. And I'm just curious as to why, and I'm curious as to why that is. Okay, well, I'm a big skeptic here, probably the biggest skeptic here, and I and I could say for that is uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that as proof that they that they don't exist, only because no, I... um, there's an, there's animals uh, that and and people alike will do traditional things when they're going to die, and I mean that could easily be a migration or you know that type of situation. Well, well, here you go. I, I don't think the bones is enough proof. No, here here's 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 a few things. Very rarely do you ever find a dead bear in the woods, and they die all the time. Very rarely, you'll, I think, you know, you'll come across one and here. Bones get killed by other animals. Yeah. And stuff. but take elephants for instance. Uh, if you didn't know where the elephants walked to to die, you would never find an elephant usually laying dead. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like an elephant graveyard, you know, they they for whatever reason are drawn to there, and that could be the case. 
Well, you know, and, well, I, and, well, I, and, I, you know, and I get that and everything, but yet at the same time, I mean, enough of these things have been seen to say that, okay, yes, these exist, you know, these do exist, or at least at one point they existed. Here are the remains, and here's what they look like, and they can test them or this and that. But, um, you know, and maybe that's part of it is, you know, not knowing where to look or something. But you'd think, it, it, you know, the, the possibility of at least accidentally coming across something like this should be and there, that too. That, that still may happen. It's um, one thing. Uh, there's a Bigfoot right. book I wrote, read a long time ago, and this guy was debunked because it was just like a fake story. But he said he was kidnapped by Bigfoots, lived in the woods with them for a couple of years, and they would bury their dead and try to hide from people, and they're just like people, not an animal. And there was a military, well, and, and that's the same. That's what that's what I was saying as well. Though, just like people do the same thing, we bury our dead. You know that yeah, it could easily. They don't be, want to be they're probably they're smarter than people. Yeah, but there's a man that flew over Antarctica, and this is well documented. And he found a hot spot that's blocked by Google Maps right now. And he's told the story many times, but the government hides it. In his findings, he found. Um, the big elephant with the hair. What is it? Can't think of the name of it. Woolly mammoth. Yeah, mammoth. He documented that back in the, in the 40s, and he was a well-respected general. But they debunked him and said he was crazy. But he wasn't crazy. Right. The man he would. So now that area is blocked off. But I bet you, if somebody assembled a team and decided to go and document this. You'd either be yeah, but for whatever captain, reason, they won't allow well, anything to happen in our Antarctica anymore. They won't allow people right. to go there and do things. Anything. Yep, they don't let people go there or nothing anymore. Huh. So I don't. Well, I don't you know. Here's a question related to that, though. If people did get up there and got through the checkpoints or however they got through, would they be allowed to leave them? No. no. That's a good question. You don't know. <laughs> So it's it's hard to say. There's uh, and the, there, there's so much stuff out there that people don't even know of. Right. right. Yeah. I saw a, a documentary about um, it was over in Russia. They had found supposedly, you know, and you, you know, I mean, on TV they can doctor things up and make make whatever, whatever. But they supposedly found this woolly mammoth that was uh, fully encased. And I, you know, it was in the permafrost and this and that. Yeah, they wanted and to they, try to bring it back to life. Yeah, they said that they found there's enough in or enough DNA, or enough DNA that's intact that they want to try to introduce it into, I think, Asian elephants or African elephants and bring it. it was people they start trying to bring it back. Yeah. I actually think they already tried doing it. Oh, okay. no, they, I, I just saw a documentary. Just the other, it was about a month ago, and this new doctor, who has, who's um, the top doctor on this gene splicing thing or whatever, and uh, the government, the people from Russia, the, the the scientists over there, hired this guy from Maryland or Boston or something, and he's going to do. It. He said they're only like three years away from having another woolly mammoth, because over in Russia, uh, they're having all that permafrost is melting and all that and um, they they firmly believe that uh, if they reintroduce the woolly mammoth 
um, that it could bring it back to the way it was before because they've introduced a lot of other animals back there that were there before that they were no longer there and it's slowly progressing back to the way it was uh, to keep it cold and it's weird how they come up with this theory but they're going to bring these uh, mammoths back yeah this guy's going to do it too they they already know he's going to do it he's he's already brought well, stuff back well i got a question does does anybody think that a jurassic park type situation can really happen 100 percent well, it yeah, can I, it could definitely happen. Will it happen? I don't know, but could not, it happen? Not, I think I think it's uh, possible for sure. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I was just wondering what everybody else thought. Well, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that they could because they don't have nothing alive today that they could, you know, cross enhance or whatever to bring it back. I mean. Here's something very interesting. There was a scientist who they had asked about this, and this is on a, on a, a thing. And he can turn certain um, strands of your DNA on and off, and they could turn strands on, on a chicken, and they can get a chicken that don't grow feathers but grows teeth and a long tail. And stuff. They can do Dude, that. Dude, they made spider goats. <laughs> so, <laughs> Come on. I mean, so, they just so take the milk and they make the they get the strands from it out of the milk. But it's pretty cool how they did that. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they proved that they, you know, they proved that they could bring flying monkeys back. I mean, look at the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> On the dinosaur DNA, I heard that the DNA is corrupt and unusable after 500,000 years. So without a living specimen, it would be impossible unless you're open to the thought that you can time travel back and get DNA. Well, we still have dinosaurs today, though. So, I mean, it's quite possible that there's something that's been extinct less than 500,000 years, whatever it was that you said. Let me me ask you guys this here. Um, Scientists say that... um, Primates and humans share roughly 98 or so percent of the same DNA genetic code sequence or what have you. Um, And I've been hearing some rumors about they're going to start trying, and I know this may sound silly, but they're going to start trying to crossbreed primates with people, you know, and kind of get the uh, the war or the, you know, the planet of the apes type monkeys or whatever you want to call them. Um, Have you guys heard anything about that? Two percent is a, Huge, huge gap though. Yeah, two yeah, percent huge. Um, they actually they actually tried that. Russia actually tried that after World War Two because they wanted to build an army of uh, like ape, yeah, like apes to fight their battles for them. It was really weird what they did, but they didn't get nowhere. But they they really tried it. But uh, well, you I know the chicken. What's that? I think they might have. I think they might have got somewhere at some point. If you look at my skull structure and other people's skull structures that look like me, it's got that Neanderthal type uh, forehead. So that's clearly stating that we have some kind of genetic uh, ties to Neanderthal, Neanderthal, however you say it. Well, do you know? Uh, I saw another thing that if you look down at your wrist. And if you make a fist with your wrist, you got that one tendon that pops up. Some yeah, people dude. don't have that. 
Some people don't have that. If you have that, if you have that tendon that pops up in your wrist, that means you're less evolved than people who don't. It, it's weird. Well, you're closer well, to a Neanderthal than you aren't. Well, well Barry, so how talking. many of you just looked at your wrist? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that no means I'm close to trouble. Neanderthal. Yeah. My wife has it. So what's that mean? You're but with me, me doing not. See. Well, with me doing an autopsy. Yes, Emma. Uh, with me doing. Yeah. Hannah, you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Oh. With, yeah, with me you... doing autopsies, I have seen differences in skull huh? structure. Is that a bad thing? Right. Murder. I mean, well, a lot of that, a lot of skull structure and stuff like that is also regional. You know, a lot of that can be regional as well. I mean, like yeah. Um, yeah. Mongolia, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I know. And, um, and it's been sh- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was, I was just going to say that, um, that uh, Neanderthals and humans are Homo erectus or whatever have been had lived together for quite some time. And uh, there's been signs that there had been, you know, intermingling of the or interbreeding. I agree with that 100. percent I agree that they have done. Yeah, and they've done studies where they've tested DNA on people today and found out. I think over 80 percent of all humans have some type of Neanderthal DNA in their system still today. Oh yeah, yeah, I do believe that happened. That's like they say the closest relative to a T-Rex is a chicken. That's why they can turn them yeah. strands on and off. I don't believe that because an ostrich is bigger than a chicken. Becky Becky brought up a good question. If you went out and killed a T-Rex and ate it, would it taste like chicken? It might. Work. Of course it would. Things taste like chicken. Of course it would. <laughs> Everything that's, one, that's that's one hell of a, a drumstick, huh? I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with them tiny arms there. Yeah. You just can't beat them. So, Jeff, what's your opinion on any of this? Do you think any of this is possible? I was watching. Do you guys ever watch yeah. that show, uh, Paranormal Caught on Caught on Camera? No, I haven't. Well, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, today they had this picture of this guy was filming as he was driving on the highway, and above the city, I, I'm trying to. If somewhere in the United States, it looked like a giant pyramid, and it was actually moving and spinning, and it was done at night. But as it was turning, you could see the dark side. Of it, and they they did a lot of analysis on this film, and they they, they say there's no possible way that it was recreated. Like he 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 not recreated, but that he uh, he he falsified that video in any way, and they don't know how to explain huh. it. It was pretty interesting to see. You believe in UFOs and aliens, don't you, uh, Tyndall? I see them every night. All you got to do is look up at the sky and know what you're looking for. 
no yeah, matter where I, I go. I see the space station fly by most clear nights. Yeah, I can see, see that. Really. Stars. That's about it. I, I see a lot <laughs> of looking. satellites fly by, and I've seen a few things that are hard to explain. I'm waiting to see a 90. If I see something to cut a 90, I'll be a happy camper. They do not have well, with me. Shoot, with me living in a military town next to an Air Force base, there's all kinds of weird flying stuff. Yeah, I grew up some of that myself. But that, I'm saying is that, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, I don't think that it can't be true. I just wanna, I just wanna have my my peace of mind with it because I've been my whole life. I've heard about how we're all gonna die in 2012 because of the computer. We're gonna the Russians are gonna nuke us. My parents were hiding under their desk when they were in school. Like my whole life, I've heard these things with no concrete, nothing, and I would love to see it because I would love to believe that that is what's happening. Well, here's the deal with like being being bombed with uh, like from another country with nuclear weapons. It's mutual assured destruction. So it's kind of hard to think that they would want to die. You know, that, so it's, it would be kind of hard to really think that they would want to do that. So in the, in, the, in the early 80s, you didn't think that there was a possibility that some stuff was going to go down with the media and how they spun everything? You didn't think that that was a possibility? Well, always a there's always a possibility, like Edward just said. And I, you know, when I was younger, there, there was kind of a point where you thought so. And even now, there's still a slight chance. But I firmly believe that, you know, even like Vladimir Putin over there, he's not no dummy. He doesn't I don't think, die. yeah, I don't think any dumb enough. You know, he, he's thinking to himself, if, if we go to war with these guys, it's a no-win situation. Well, that's the thing. Putin's not the one we have to worry about. Like, people are, are so distracted by, like, outrageous countries like China. That's who you have to worry about. And I'm not even talking about militarily. I'm talking about buying up all of our resources. <laughs> like, yeah, well, China also, worry uh, I don't think China would, like like you said, militarily do anything. Cause they're, they're not stupid either. But, like, buying up the resources. Now, they have... Uh, 20 years ago, you could go to Africa and you could just see, they had it on a map, and you could just see little dots of where the Chinese were investing stuff in to get resources yeah. out. Right. Now, the whole Central Africa is red because that's they're buying up all the resources and they need the resources because yep. you know what? They don't have as many resources as people think they do, but then, of course, there's two billion of those people. Their best you resources is, is numbers. Numbers. People. Exactly. People. That's it. And, you know, um, right now, I think the United States produces enough oil to survive on its own. We produce enough coal to survive on our own. Uh, we produce enough food to survive on our own. But it's the other rest of the world that doesn't, that needs us to help them. So it could be a scary situation. Bring that down here and come here. Well, I mean, we raise up so much of our livestock like pigs. We send them over to China alive. They slaughter them, and then they send them back to us. Yeah, that's another thing yeah. I don't understand. Why it's do we send our food over there to be processed? Come back. What, what is the point of sending over to, to China? What is the point? Of, I don't see. That's like we send all our milk to Australia to get processed. Why do we send our milk? Why do we send our milk to Australia? There's no way it couldn't be cheaper. It, 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 
then it would be to build a new factory here to process milk. That's the deals they make with these countries. They, they, we do these silly things to justify giving them so much money and support and, and all these different areas. That's how they justify it. Things have to change. Uh, I do agree. Things have to change. We have to make a stand with some things. I mean, we have to start making things at home. We got to start making more things here. We need to stop relying exactly, on, on other are, countries. Exactly. Exactly. I do agree with you. You want to talk about putting jobs on the table? That's how you put jobs on the table. And no yeah, Democrat or Republican is going to push for it because that's not what they really want. <laughs> no, you know, you know they don't. They yeah. act like they don't want socialism, but Republicans and Democrats really do want socialism. They really do want control of what you're doing. Do you know what they push for? They push to stay in office. They push to get their job. The Senate and the House of Representatives both. All they do is worry about their next election and being elected again. They're not worried about the people. They're not worried about anything. They just say what people want to hear just to make sure they get back in. If there was term limits on stuff, I think you would get more stuff. Like like a senator. A senator should be able to be a senator for for 50, 60 years. I think there should be a time limit. They force that one guy. They're like, look, you're going to die on stage in the middle of the stuff we can't have. It's bad for breasts. You've got to go now. They're like, that, who are you talking Kirk, to? That, that, <laughs> you know, that he's one guy, that, and shit. Yeah, he was like right, 98 serve, years old or something. Yeah, they serve one term and they get a lifetime pension. I mean, two-year term for a representative. I mean, geez, well, that's, there's well, no job again, out there. Again, again, we're going to cry about these starving kids in these other places. And, and I care about them starving kids. And, and as soon as we're on our feet and we can take care of our own, we should be over there helping these people. They can't. But until we are taking care of ourselves, how can we take care of anybody else? It's well, old it's additive. I, everybody knows that. I, 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 exactly. I do have a theory, but not a theory, but an idea. You know, you go into some of these cities, and there's hundreds of thousands of abandoned homes, millions across the country. They should fix them up mm-hmm. and let the homeless live there so they have an address so they can get a job. But... You know, some of these homeless people have skills. They could be out working, fixing other homes, and go. It could just be a, and doing infrastructure, fixing up the infrastructure and stuff. The problem, could is, be the a, problem is numbers say that that the majority of the homeless people um, choose that lifestyle as a lifestyle and not as a and as a choice, not as a like a, a something that happened to them. Um, yeah, I, I for don't the know, people that want to get out of it, that's and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of single moms that you know they're working part time because they can't work full time, and that's not enough to cover the bills. You know, that's definitely a great place for those homes. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of well, there. I mean, you go to you go to the Southern California, and it's loaded with families that are homeless. Thousands upon thousands of people that are families, and they have skills. It's just they were they're unable to meet their needs needs to pay for a home and stuff because stuff has gotten so high priced. I do understand there is a majority of them that want to be homeless or that they 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 have mental issues that prevent them from taking care of themselves. But I think we could help those people too. No, I know. Well, Although a tape. you know, makes more money than I do working my butt off all week long. <laughs> Why would yeah. you want to do anything else? Yeah. Well, exactly. There's a town not too far from me. Youper knows it. Macon, Georgia. Who they're, they're oh, yeah. spending millions and millions and millions of dollars a month tearing down homes and taking it's the insane. land and 
right and re- and selling the land to these developers that want to put a liquor store or a or a wing restaurant on every corner. Well, I mean, well, well, put these homeless it. people if they don't want to work. Put these homeless people in those homes and just say, "Hey, listen, give me ten hours a week working on the house next door, getting it yeah. straight." Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I know stuff. In, in Philadelphia, uh, they got this section. It's called Kensington. It's it's really it's a it was a really poor drug infested neighborhood, and the houses only used to go for like two and three thousand dollars. The developers came in and started buying up the houses and fixing them up. Now the houses are going for like a million dollars, so the taxes go up, and the people that live there all their whole life can't stay there because they can't, can't afford, afford taxes to because of how high the taxes went. So there's, you know, well, yeah. it's like a catch twenty two. They they come in and fix it up, and then the the prices go so high. But I, I firmly believe if people are working, the government would make a lot more money than it does. And it could help push the debt down and stuff too. Well, in in Macon, Georgia, close to me, I mean, you could go up there and get a fairly decent house for thirty five, forty thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're getting shot at every night on your front porch, but <laughs> that that could change too as time goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, you get enough people in there. Philadelphia also has a policy they. They they get homes for the police and they can uh, at least they used to. This is the way it used to be. I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know. Like uh, there was some big cities that would uh, put people, police officers, in the bad neighborhoods and get them a house in there. And give them free rent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, yeah, they do that. Florida. They do that with apartment complexes where I'm at. They'll they'll pay the policeman no rent. They charge them no rent or nothing. They'll pay them to park. And live, park their police car there and live there. I mean, it, yeah, they do that all over down here. Now, well, Pitbull, that's the problem too. Is that that's okay. where the police now have to take on a different role. I mean, police's role are not to uh, run around and look for criminals. They're to they're there to investigate right. possible crimes, and <laughs> that's the problem. Right. Yeah. Right, they're they're not there like you said to go around spy on everybody and catch them before no. they commit a crime. You got to wait till they commit that crime, then catch them. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's why when somebody gets found guilty and they say they murdered somebody and they go in and once they decide to arrest that person for the charge, they have to be ready to go into court the next day if the defense is ready to go. Like that's that's yeah. how it works. The prosecution has to be ready to go the yeah. next day. Like they have to have enough have, proof on hand to, yep. to you, you know do it. ED trial. Yep. So and the defense, of course, ain't going to go the next day because they need as much you know stuff as they can do to defend their client. You know, and they're not going to have it in that time. So I mean, of course, it never happens. But that's how it works. So you know, when these things happen. Yeah. So, uh, Edward Tyndall, you live out in the middle of nowhere, don't you? Pretty much. You like, you, yeah, you live like on a farm, right? Yeah, I live on a state highway now. I did live in the middle of nowhere, 200 miles from the nearest gallon of milk. Oh, that's when I said you know, crazy stuff. The, um, matter of fact, if I want to hear about the extraterrestrial experience I had out there, that's I can true, tell you Let's hear it. All right. It was in 2004. 
I was out in the uh, bush. They had these uh, white brush out there in Texas. It was 30 miles south of Sanderson, Texas, was where my land, 121 acres, was located. And I didn't have no restroom running water or anything, so I went out in the woods to take a crap like a bear while I was there. The bushes around me, about 25 foot from me, spread apart open. No sound, but it spread apart open like something was, like a bowl was being set on top of the bushes. Completely invisible. So I stayed very still and didn't move. And then a door opened, and inside it was purple and lit up, and you will not believe what came out of that ship. It was a spaceship. I don't know what came out of the ship, but it sounds like you're in the right position. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> for whatever it was. Because I'd be hitting myself. When he walked out of the door, there was a human in a USMC outfit. Walked around to the side of the ship, to the right of the door, pushed some buttons, invisible. Couldn't never, I never seen the ship, only inside of it. And then walked back in there, and they took off. Never seen him again. This was in 2004. My question. Question: Do you think that was the military? Or do you think they could look like that if they choose to? No, I think I think that was actual, actual military confiscating an alien vehicle that they had found in uh, 1945 when it wrecked. And the reason I believe that, because I told people about it back then, they didn't believe me. This was in 2004 when I moved here in 2000. Well, it was 2008. I seen on the news they made it public knowledge that Hangar 18. They had this ship. That's the second time I seen that ship. They said they were trying to reverse engineer it since 1945. And I looked at it and I knew exactly what it was. It has food itemizers on it, beam me up, Scotty stuff, uh, dark matter. It runs off of. And they said there's no human capable to this day of operating it. I was alive because I seen them in 2004 and it wasn't human operating it. Testing it out in West Texas. Well, here's, a question. here's a question for you. So, are you sure it was a human and not a shapeshifter, though? Are you sure it wasn't re-engineered and and not original? I'm not oh, sure. I mean, I'm not just, yeah, because I've seen on YouTube videos of, of of aliens that have been recorded here on Earth and stuff that are shapeshifters, and so I wonder how many. No times like when somebody sees an alien or uh, something like what you've experienced, and if they're seeing a, an actual person or if they're seeing like a shapeshifter who's shaped or morphed into looking like a person. And I heard that these ships can only be controlled on a molecular or cellular level, attached to whoever's controlling it through their uh, mind. <clears throat> they control the ship with their actual mind, so everything is fluid. And uh, I guess they've never learned it. Maybe they had an alien on board with them, or like you said, it could have been okay. a shapeshifter. Okay. So, well, here you go then. If it was the military, does it make you wonder how many are flying around all the time that you don't see, that 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 are they watching everything you do? Yep. How many uh, spaceships that I see thinking are aliens are actually humans that are flying alien ships now? Yeah. True. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, it's, y'all were talking about Putin earlier. Have y'all listened to some of the stuff he has claimed uh, about uh, people in power? Well, I know he did say that uh, he will come out with the truth because he has it all. 
and it's only a matter of time before he decides to release the information. Are we talking about Bill Clinton? That's one of them. Um, pre- uh, not President, uh, President Bush, President Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Queen Elizabeth, and Princess Diana. Queen Elizabeth is reptilian, and so is all the Bush. Let's jump down this rabbit hole, Edward. I think you can. I think I can roll with you on this. Yes. What about? Well, I think. Oh my. Oh my God. What, what about? I'm trying to remember exactly what this was. Um, what about Barbara Bush? Supposedly, is the daughter of a Lester Crowley. And this, I guess, is like not supposed to be all that hidden, secretive, and news. I don't know if y'all know who Lester Crowley was or not, but um, no, I don't. But it had a lot to do with he was he was kind of a uh, into the satanic type stuff way back in the day. He's an English guy, yeah. Um, and but, they, but it came that he like was from this. royal blood. That he was from royal blood, and it came with like the shape shifting and the and the lizard, you know, types and type scenarios. And a lot to do with right, that. Uh, yeah, I think Ozzy Osbourne did a song about him. Yeah, he made a song about him. Well, Alice Crowley. Yeah, Mr. Being Crowley. Child killer. Yeah. Right. Well, Queen Elizabeth was supposedly reptilian, and she was Queen Victoria, and they have the ability, and all the Clintons and all the Bushes, they have the ability to transfer their soul from body to body, and they have to do that from time to time, or people get suspicious about these five or six world leaders that are living in secret, and they got proof throughout history, but. That's that's one reason I think that this whole world is a, a a species that's just living with amnesia. We don't know anything about ourselves. They won't allow I, us to know. I was, I I was from what I heard about that is that it was they changed the bodies because they had a hard time keeping up the neglect, you know, keeping up that phase because they they would need different energy to change or something like that, and that's why they would switch. And again, I'm not saying I believe or don't believe. I'm just saying from what I. That's what I heard. Right. Well, something I like that. I heard the same I've thing. heard for years that yeah, I'd heard for years that Queen Elizabeth was reptilian. Yep. I forgot about that. When I when I seen when I seen that, I have I have had a reptilian experience on accident. A doctor that was seeing my grandfather. I was with Sarah and we took him to a doctor's appointment and she came into the room and her eye went like a reptile. When she walked out of the room, I told Sarah, I said, did you see that? I think she's a reptilian. Her eye just transformed right in front of me. And Sarah said, shut up. And she nudged me, and she said, she'll hear you. And that woman, doctor, came back into the room, squatted down in front of me, and changed both of her eyes full reptilian like she was trying to intimidate me or something. And then she walked out of the room. She never said a word. That happened in Okay, can I ask you what you went to see the doctor for? You didn't happen to fall and hit your head or anything, did you? No, she, no. she was, he was there for his grandfather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would no, be I'm not crazy. The, the crazy people that people think are crazy, maybe people should sit down a little bit more and listen to them. Because they're not no, so yeah, crazy. no. That's why, that's why, like I say, I'm not saying I believe or I don't believe. Um, but I'm definitely willing to listen because I think that's the only way you're ever really going to find out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I believe like Edward. I mean, you just got to listen to everybody. Yeah, you got to listen to everybody. Don't mess with uh, Sasquatch, the beef jerky commercials. Yeah, the exactly. What when you get done with this uh, live? Go watch every one of them and think about 
all the consequences before you run up to a Sasquatch and grab a handful of hair. Just say, <laughs> yeah. well, hey, listen, somebody's got to do it, man. I've already reserved myself. It's not. I'm not proud of it, but I reserved myself. I told myself it's got to be done. Somebody's well, got to do it. Of the KGB capturing them. You're gonna I'll see be carrying chickens too bad. I don't know if it's going to matter, but... <laughs> you, you'll see Youper on the news. I was attacked by Sasquatch. You'll be like, what happened to your arm? Well, I grabbed yeah. his hair and pulled a chunk and he ripped my arm off. Yeah. Look, he, took my, he took my arm because I took some of his hair, so he took my yeah. arm off. He, he took my arm he and as he was walking away, he was saying, I got proof these guys exist. I got proof. Yeah, he ripped the arm off. Edward that told me it wasn't going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, rip rip the arm off that was holding the hair. Yeah, it's not worth it. Oh man. So, do you think that uh, the idea for that they the whole Bigfoot thing is that that's where they got the idea for Chewbacca? Well, uh, it's funny you should I, say that because I think a lot of movies are based off of some stuff that might have some parts that are true to it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that's yeah. what he said. Uh, I, I did see uh, when he came up when he came up with the thing. He said he was basing it off of uh, the Bigfoot, but like a whole world of them, and that's what they were. And you know, okay. that, and I believe that's what he did. The whole movie's basically based. The whole Star Wars thing is based over like world war two type situation and uh the way that the the germans kind of thought that's what that was all based on yep they got a whole documentary about it and he was on there talking about it did you see the uh thing on facebook that i shared about v an alien the code name was v that was uh confiscated by the u.s government from Hitler. Do you remember that TV show? No, it's an actual, uh, an actual event no, that I mean, happened. Do Hitler. you remember that TV show though about that? About yeah. That? Well, yeah. TV the original TV That's one. The original one, yes. Yeah. Well, they claimed in that post that I've shared that the government still has V alive today, and he's uh, still helping the government develop weapons and stuff. Um, wasn't that JSR or something? I know somebody probably knows this better than me. What, what is the one been. that they, they kept alive out of the crash? Two of them were kind of alive. One ended up passing away. One they hung on to for a really long time and eventually died. It was like S or JSR 2 or something. I don't remember. I don't, murder yeah, I don't know what it is, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I mean, he kind of, I mean, he, he would like help them, but he wouldn't tell them everything. He would just kind of be like, he'd give them little ideas about this. They wouldn't, wouldn't like tell them real deep about everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We know more about our space, yeah. outer space, than we do our own ocean, and I think that is directly associated with us being from space. We're not from this planet. Yeah, and that's that's a good point too. Uh, I could see that having some clout. To be honest with you, I know it's weird coming from me, but um, it'd be stupid for me to think that we're the only ones out here. You know, if we're oh, yeah. coming to see or not, I don't know. But you know, you'd be silly to not believe something. This Mitchell Kaku will tell you. Professor Mitchell Kaku will tell you. We're a class zero life form. You advance to a class one life form, and that would only be a hundred years more advanced than we are today. 
think about an, an alien race being a thousand years older than our race. Do you know how far advanced yeah, they would be? <laughs> right. It's crazy. But now, say they are a thousand years advanced, would they waste their time with Earth and the dumb people that we think are and seems that we're not getting any brighter? Like, would they waste really. time? Like, oh. is this that would they come here for, would they really need a lesson? Like, couldn't they just show up and say, oh, yeah, that's doomed? Here's the thing They could come here for several reasons One To help us To like get us more advanced So we can get So we don't destroy ourselves Or two They could be keeping an eye on us Saying the minute they can reach us We have to take these these people out Because these people are dangerous You know Well and supposedly they've been coming here for years And shutting down nuclear You know Sites and stuff like that Zapping yep. them, you know. Well, shoot, well, shoot, there's a book out there called Behold a Pale Horse by a guy named William Cooper. And if you read that one, it's got a lot of this alien stuff in it. I mean, dating all the way back to Eisenhower, how he met them and knew about them. And, oh, yeah, know, I read some of that document. You're talking about Eisenhower. <laughs> he was mad. He almost sent Army, Army 1. Yep. Out there because they wouldn't get him information. I read that document. Came out of that book, I bet. Yep. Oh, yeah, that'd be. And and the the weird thing is, the guy who wrote that book, William Cooper, how he died, it was in Arizona. I think it was Maricopa County. Eventually, the men in black, he called them, eventually ran him, I think, somewhat off a cliff. He ended up losing a leg or so. Then a few years later, he supposedly evading taxes, and they ended up sending sheriffs and FBI and CIA out there to his house and killed him. Yep, he knew too much. That's right. He, I mean, he got he he was naval intelligence. He got communication about Nixon being out of office before even Nixon knew he was out. I mean, this guy was crypto in the Navy and. Got all kinds of info. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys what I know. This this is what I know. My uncle, my uncle's general Air Force, didn't really know him too much growing up because he was always away. I've asked him repeatedly. My grandfather and my grandmother both told me he would know. I asked him, and he would not tell me. And I was a little, little kid, so he could easily just told me and then be like, he's a little kid lying. He would not tell me. My brother, um, when he first got stationed at Fort Bragg, he went on an assignment where he was out at, at um, what is it, Area 51. He was about 15 to 20 miles away from the base, and his whole they were doing a border. About five miles in from him was a whole other unit. There was a higher level that they were guarding, and another five miles in was another layer of people spread out around the whole place, another division of a different place at a higher level than them, and none of them ever went to base, ever. They were just out there for shifts, and they would go in and come back out. So nothing concrete, but my brother said that there must be something crazy going on out there that people would not be able to handle the know because it was it was that tight. Well, well it was like, that uh, same way. I, I was on Fort Hood in Texas, and it was the same way there. There were certain areas on that base, and I was military intelligence. I mean, I was surveillance. 
there was areas on that base that we weren't even allowed. Okay. Well, there you go. I was just going to say, well, was there other areas that you weren't even allowed to know about being part of that? And you just answered, answered it. So that tells you. Yeah, you know, there was. <laughs> there's a very exactly. well. There's a very well documented case of a town in Texas where the mayor and the whole town, they were having some kind of function or something. This was in the 1890s. And he saw a cigar-shaped object fly through the sky, and then it crashed into an area. And uh, what they did is they gathered up all the pieces and threw it down a well. And uh, they, they, they guard the well to this day. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and it's well documented. The whole, there's a big paper write up about it and everything, and uh, they talk about it. They they say that uh, you know back in the 1800s, who, who's got the technology to fly a guitar shaped object through the air, you know, and then it crashed. Yeah, it took out the town's. Uh, well, if you guys think the government's hiding out. this from us, do you think it's going? Do you think uh, that it's something? Even though I know they've started to release files, but it's been very generic. It's not what everybody thought it was going to be when they released the no. files. But do you think in in our lifetime they are going to come out and be like, "I right, look, this is what we know," <laughs> and then if they yeah. do, will we believe that's all? They well, know, I think you know? I think I think they will because. Um, they are slowly releasing information now, and they're kind of desensitizing people a little bit. Uh, because it, you well, know, that's what I think. I think it, they've been it, desensitizing it, okay. to the idea. Take this out. If you come out in the 50s and said, look, there's UFOs. We're not the only thing out here. All the people, because religion was really powerful back then, um, people would have went crazy thinking, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. Well, even still to this day, they will. I mean, yeah. that's what the problem. If aliens show up here... Everything, the Pope, all that stuff, all the, all the religious stuff, no matter what you are, all that stuff, goes, it goes away, but it, it needs to start over because you were because they had it wrong, you yeah. know. Well, Just like, oh, Andrew, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad we're talking about this. Did you ever watch that thing that I was talking about about how kind of things came about? Yeah, and I was telling you that that I don't necessarily yes. believe it, but it was just such an awesome story. It's the way they put it together it was very good, very interesting. Right. That, that, it, it well, religion. Well, religion is losing its hold slowly. Uh, majorly, you know, the Catholic Church has the biggest space observatory in the world. Exactly. Yeah, why is that? Why is that? <laughs> they have the biggest space observatory in the world. They put billions of dollars into space research. You well, know, the Pope not... actually made a comment about aliens to kind of cover up. I don't remember what he said, but it was kind of a thing where, you know, that's part of God's plan, and you know, and, and that's, stuff. Yeah, you know? so, like if it happens, if if they do come here, it's part of God's plan because they're God's. Because he, he kind of started yeah. changing and saying that they're God's creatures too. Yeah, because, because and that's a sign. Maybe maybe something is about maybe you know because if he's saying that, if we start seeing a bunch of friendly alien movies coming out pretty soon, then you know, that's when you're gonna know. Well, I mean, I mean, the Vatican has the largest secret archive of anybody, and and nobody's talking. Right, they're talking about the Ark of the Covenant is sitting in some hut in Ethiopia and it's constantly guarded. 
I don't believe yeah. I believe something else is in that hut, not the ark. But yeah, I mean, forgot it's a little bitty hut. You can't tell me somebody couldn't just walk up in there and just start blasting folks and go in there and see what's in there. See now you're starting to get into like the Knights of the Templar and you know and where they yeah. put stuff. Yeah, exactly. How they handled it. <clears throat> I got one more thing I want to say before I get off here too, when y'all get a chance. Yep. Sure, go ahead. Tell you Edward. a friend of mine. It wasn't and the only reason I'm talking about it now is so y'all can have a more open mind. But a friend of mine until I knew him for ten years. He worked at NASA for thirty years. And I was begging him for information, and he would never give me anything, N- nothing, not even a drop, until he got sick and with cancer, and he was going to die. And he backed up into a tin barn and gave me a hand motion to come to him. And I asked him, is there aliens out there? Because I was always seeing stuff in the sky. He said, humans are being – this was a time when Men in Black movie had come out. He said, movie, uh, humans are being desensitized. With movies like Men in Black, and if you watch that, yeah. that is that is just one drop in an entire ocean of what's really out there. He said you can use your imagination to uh, know know more than that. <clears throat> so it's only a matter of time, and I believe him. It's only a matter of time until everything's known by everybody. I, I right, and, that and I think we'd be better off for it, honestly. Yep. I think uh, maybe people get smart. Well, I think when 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 they desensitize people enough that people won't go into straight up panic mode, they will release the information, and then uh, I think uh, it'll advance us to you know I think it'll help. And I think more people can handle it as well. So uh, I think the government just need, don't need to be the ones that make that decision. Well, I agree. People with that need to make that decision. I'm trying to help myself. I mean, I do my YouTube channel and I let uh, OBTs crawl on my ball sack and public for everybody to see. I'm trying to desensitize. And we thank you for it. People not to be afraid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> One small step, We thank right? you for your sacrifice, Ed. I mean that. Uh, because <laughs> I won't yes. be doing it. Sacri- sacrifice. Yeah, he sac- <laughs> yeah, Edward sacrificed a ball sack for all of us. Yeah, I'll... I'll... <laughs> Snakes drag alligators across the golf course, but uh, some spiders I'm just not going to mess with. And I'm not afraid of spiders. I just don't really need to have them on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm well, believe on that you. I love, I'm, I love spiders myself, but no, I ain't let one crawl across my ball sack. Nope. No. No. Especially in OBT because their venom is kind of hot, man. If, if they bit you, you'd be in some trouble, I think. <laughs> I would definitely have a bigger ball. Oh, Lord. Lord I, hear, I, I, I hear Sarah yelling at Edward in the background. She don't understand <laughs> that balls, balls are the, the foundation of all humanity. I mean, there's religions out there that believe that humans come from primordial, primordial goo, which is man's sperm, basically. Yeah, I tell my kid all the time he owes me a ton of money for living in my balls for so long. <laughs> well, he owes you rent there, Youper, huh? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude, because that shit's a deluxe condo too. It ain't one of those little tiny shacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not space. a studio, huh? 
his mom <laughs> bitching. Oh, I hit him in there for nine months. I'm like, shit, I, I killed eight million of his <laughs> brothers and sisters to get to him. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was at war. <laughs> well, guys, Where's, we're coming to the end. What's that? Where's Jeff in all this? Is he just hiding in the background? Uh, for some reason, his line just dropped. So he might have been having some issues. Thanks we're all crazy. Which is such a huge. Well, guys, uh, we're going to call it quits now. So uh, I want to thank everybody for coming in. Edward, Uber, Jeff. I hope the government don't come and get a YouTube channel, all right? Edward Tindall on YouTube. Yeah, don't forget to check out Edward Tindall YouTube. It's a great channel, guys. DA Exotics is another great channel. DA Exotics. Going Newpers, Flashmasters, got some Flash Masters, yep, all good ones. James is in there. James, it's too many to, to list. Small town Exotics. Yeah. So, so what, you got yeah, that podcast. You got that podcast tomorrow night, Andy. Uh, I'm not. I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I'll let you guys know sometime tomorrow. Uh, but if I do go, it'll be at the same time. So, and if you guys all yeah, are, let me know because I'm supposed <clears> to play poker. Tomorrow night, but I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, then, uh, y'all have a good one. Y'all have a good one, too. Hey, y'all. Good night, Edward. 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 Peace uh, out. We'll, see. we'll catch y'all later. All right, later, folks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.